What's up everybody, Draskel here from 10knorm.com where my main focus and the focus of the 10K Norm program is to help coaches that are inconsistently hitting that 10K per month income level normalize that level of income by working through the mindset, the emotional challenges that hold us back, the personal parts of business that hold us back and to do that before we use the marketing tactics to stabilize 10K incomes. And as with all episodes, uh, there are bonuses, notes, additional resources, additional prompts available for every single episode. Uh, those are available at 10knorm.com. So feel free to go there to pick those up along with getting the full repository of um resources of all of the episodes all together um but without further ado what we're going to focus on today is how do coaches hit 10k months the wrong way okay because it's like why would it be even wrong if you're hitting 10k months right um this episode is really very much about kind of sharing the lessons that I went through in my first business uh, to hit that where I am now. Uh, and ultimately, how do you go about owning your own truth, uh, which I think is a big part of that honesty piece is a big part of transcending the bullshit that stands in the way from normalizing 10k months. So that's what we're going to dive deep into. And as always, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you have the um, screen that you can see where I go through all of my notes. If you're listening to this, uh, you can check that on YouTube and everything free is available again, 10knorm.com. All right, so the backwards way that coaches get to 10K months. So first things first that we want to look at here is uh, when I went through this, ignorance was bliss. And what I mean by this particular thing is you can get to 10k months without knowing what the hell it is that you're doing especially marketing wise like realistically speaking just the hustle of working is going to get you there and that's exactly what i did in my first business which was a brick and mortar uh, gym slash weight loss center like i just went out and i did stuff initially i worked a nine to five job did that into evenings and I just did stuff. I posted on, you know, Craigslist and Craigslist equivalent. Like this was, you know, back in the day. I, I did Facebook ads very early on without really knowing what to do. I did Groupons. I, I just did stuff. And yes, I joined a whole lot of coaching programs. Yes, I invested heavily into my business education. I did the stuff that they told me to do. But overall, I just went ahead and I just did stuff and I followed the trail of what I needed to learn. So there's a few reasons why I bring this up. Number one is, we'll get to this at the end of this video, but uh, ready is a choice. It's, it's not an emotion. So oftentimes when it is that you're starting something new, we'll have this narrative that I need to be ready in order to do it. Um, there is no feeling that says ready, right? If you're thinking, well, if I had confidence, I would be ready. Confidence is a feeling that results from evidence. Okay, so confidence results from evidence. Confidence is a result of competence. 
the more competent I am at something, i.e. the more times that I've done it, the more confident I am at doing it. That is an instance of repetition. That is not, you don't get confident before you actually um, get competent. Like it's not something that can you just sit back. Okay, I'm now confident I can go do it. So confidence and readiness do not go together. They're not the same thing. And if you're in that space, just be aware of the fact that um, that does actually like it is the resistance playing into it. Um, courage is the other part. Like if I wasn't scared, I would be ready. Uh, again, normalizing something to the point where you're not afraid of it is actually confidence at play. So you've repeated something enough to have the evidence of competence. So that's not going to work. So courage only exists in the presence of fear. If the fear isn't there, then what you're doing isn't courageous. It's not brave. Okay, it, it just simply is you're just doing it based off of probably things you've done in the past, which again goes back to the competence piece. So having courage, getting courage does not actually coincide with being ready. Readiness is a choice. It is not a feeling. So the reason I bring this up with regards to ignorance is bliss is when you don't know any better or you haven't iterated um, these narratives long enough, you just go and you do. And I say this because you can get to 10K months just by simply doing. And I know because I, I did it. Um, there was a level of necessity to it as well with regards to like hard costs of a brick and mortar versus, you know, having just an online business a bit different because uh, you don't have those hard costs. So the necessity and the circumstances may not be there. But the point is you can actually get there. And why I bring this up is are you letting these aspects of courage, of fear, of readiness, of confidence actually get in the way of just doing anything? Okay, so, so that's number one. Um, the problem with number two, uh, sorry, the problem with number one, um, actually, no, sorry, we're going we're gonna to backtrack a little bit. Uh, following the trail of what you need to learn. So the other part that I think trips people up when, um, you know, analysis by paralysis type of deal is it's like, I'm not ready because I don't know enough. Uh, the thing is, Anytime you do something that you've never done before, you're never actually going to know what it is you need to do by virtue of the fact that you've never uh, done it before, right? Having the experience of driving can never compare to preparing and learning about what it is to drive, right? Like I can learn about pressing the pedal and the car goes but I can never truly prepare for the experience of like accelerating too quickly and stopping too quickly. Like that, that is an experience that needs to happen despite how much I intellectually understand it. So this goes back to like, you can just do stuff and you follow the trail of what you need to know. Um, and to just give you a quick example in my previous business, this was, you know, I came from martial arts background. I was comfortable teaching groups that way. This wasn't the best way to get people to lose weight. So I started learning like how to, like I actually teach exercise um, and it was like, okay, well, you know, squats are important. Okay, great. And get people to do squats. People start doing squats and they tell me their knees hurts. Why the hell do their knees hurt? Then you go down and, and you learn, okay, like why do knees hurt when people squat? And then this moved me into the space of physical therapy and rehab and proper mechanics and all this other stuff that, that 
I ended up learning, but I learned that as a result of just doing stuff. So when it comes to normalizing 10K months, I would encourage you to take a look at like, what if I just do stuff? What happens? Am I conjuring up reasons that something might not work and that's why I don't do it? Am I letting circumstantial things stand in the way of not doing it? Do I have narratives that keep me from actually doing this stuff that I can just experiment with and do? Okay. That is why I bring this um, to your attention because it can actually take you a long way. Uh, the problem with this is number two, which is this sentiment of emotional constipation. I did not know how to feel my whole life. Okay. And one of the things that I'm doing right now is I'm actually learning the process of um, truly deeply feeling. When you do stuff, you gain momentum and that in and of itself is reinforcing. The problem is when you just do stuff at the expense of actually tuning in and learning, okay, what is it that I'm feeling? How am I feeling it? Is this aligned with what my true essence actually is? And I went through my whole life of owning that business up until the end where it all kind of crashed and burned, not really knowing how it is that I felt, okay? I was very good at intellectualizing my emotions. And what this means is like, it's as if you, you, I, was looking at all of my emotions through glass. So it's like I had a window and I was like, hey, look, there's anger. Hey, look, there's depression. Hey, look, there's sadness. Hey, look, there's anxiety. And I would just view them, but I didn't realize that there is a connection between like knowing it and then actually deeply feeling it. Like I feel deeply, but I didn't realize that. And that was a disaster in terms of the self-sabotage that I would do with that business because I just pushed through everything. I used my thoughts as a way to power through everything. And that didn't lead me to the right place. It led me to two bouts of very serious burnout where it took me, you know, the first time was about six months, second time about three months to recuperate out of it. Like all I could do was the bare minimum, which is just head to the studio, uh, do the sessions I needed to do. And the rest of the day, I would just literally be laying down. Um, that burnout was a result of the exhaustion of never truly letting those emotions have its pass, right? Like if you can imagine taking a, like a beach ball and just pushing it underwater, you're eventually going to get exhausted keeping it underwater because it naturally wants to float up. That's the same thing as, as uh, you know, what happens with emotions and that emotional constipation. That was a big reason why I was never fulfilled just doing the business stuff. Um, 
I was always searching for my own worthiness, you know, in the results of the business. I was not connected at all with what it is that I truly wanted, how it is that I truly wanted, what is it that I wanted out of life, what was all the things that I was feeling. Um, and I was really just trying to outthink my emotion for the longest time because that was my superpower. It was in the thinking, like I can understand things, I can process things quickly, I learned quickly. I just needed to learn more and do that. But you cannot outthink your emotions. So the wrong part of just pushing through everything was really just the fact that you ignore the feedback, the reality of what your emotions are trying to actually give you. And how do you know that you are uh, ignoring those particular things? Um, it's honestly as simple as like on a day-to-day -day basis, like how good uh, do I actually feel? And it's funny, even as I record this right now, there's this semblance of like, oh shit, like this isn't useful. Like, why are you telling people this, right? So it's like, I I'm aware that I feel kind of like in my gut, in and along my um, abdomen and along my sternum, like th th there's something off here, right? had this happened before i would have just been like nope screw it like you gotta like process it so a big part of me recording this particular episode is to actually put out my truth so that it doesn't have any leverage over me and whether or not like this becomes a resonant uh episode with a lot of people is irrelevant right like this episode exists to free me from my own bullshit so that that piece doesn't have leverage over me, okay? That is the authentic vulnerability piece that I think is oftentimes missed. It's like, this is recorded for me. It's not recorded so that, um, you know, I could get the sympathy <sighs> looking back. And even just going through that piece right now, like it feels lighter to just admit and shine the light of that. And... Um, for those of you that are interested in the bonuses of this particular um, video, there's going to be prompts and like, how do I tell my own truth so that I don't get to where I want to go in an unfulfilled way, which is really what um, this piece was about. Um, and the other part that I want to like roll through here is I think anxiety and depression are very common in the emotional or in the entrepreneurial journey. They are actually two sides of the same coin. It took me a long time to actually realize this, but if you push through without ever actually feeling, you're never gonna be able to feel the anxiousness that comes up from facing all of these things. And again, listen, like courage is needed 100% with regards to pushing through to, to where you wanna go. Um, unaddressed anxiety, unrecognized anxiety, unallowed anxiety, anxiety that hasn't been replaced, you know, with love and compassion, and, and it hasn't been appropriately processed, i.e. it's been ignored for a long time, it's been labeled as stress, and stress is a normal part of the entrepreneurial journey. When you get exhausted doing that, that's when you hit depression. And depression was something that I what was at the top of what I would um, experience. And I would experience it in, you know, like it would like screw me up and fuck me up for like two weeks. Then I'd have one and a half to two weeks of like sprinting, just go work. 
and then we crash again. And this, you know, high, low, high, low cycle was pretty much a norm for me for about 10 years. So even though I got to, uh, you know, what 10K norm is about right now, I got there in a very broken way because I was completely unfulfilled, completely uh, exhausted and, and always chasing the pleasure of the work and the um, high of achieving a milestone while never actually making time for joy. Like I was, I was addicted to the hyper pleasure that came with the work. Um, I was addicted to like the vices that came along with that as far as like food, as far as distractions, as far as porn, as far as video games, like whatever it is that was hyper pleasurable, I got addicted to that. And this is still something that I'm learning to fully release. It's, it's gotten a lot better in, in its many ways. Uh, but I bring this up because I don't think it's talked about enough that these loops that we, we go through, like we're and you have on one camp, which is just like ultra masculine camp where you just go through and you push and you do and, you know, like you like action alleviates anxiety. And that is true. When and if you are acknowledging the anxiety for what it is, creating the space to say, hey, like it's okay to experience this. It's a normal part of my primal self. And there's going to be a lot of uh, videos I'm going to release to show that distinction with regards to like why that anxiety exists in the first place when we have irrational fears that come up through entrepreneurship as opposed to real physical fears. Uh, but anyway, like that action does alleviate it when you can acknowledge anxiety for what it is. If you just do, and that is the distraction that pushes the anxiety away so you don't have to feel it, that is going to be that cycle where the anxiety exhausts to depression, okay? And when anxiety exhausts to depression, you don't want to feel that it's shit. That's where you get into emotional constipation. Like then you kind of consciously or unconsciously conclude emotions just fuck up this whole journey, just make things worse, right? So it's not the best way to go about it. So what ended up happening for me is I got to the point where this all crashed and burned, okay? I could not um, continue to operate at this way with 10 years so it was about seven eight years operating like this at that point i had um, a big breakup of a long-term relationship that i think opened me up to like where do i go now and you know there was some coaches that i worked with um you know one specifically for any of you interested uh, especially in the dating space domini drew i can check her out on instagram and facebook at domini drew um it was through my work with her that I actually realized like my whole life I have been doing that whole looking through emotion um, through glass, right? That emotional constipation, despite the fact I intellectually understood everything that was going on. Um, the funny thing about that is once you then begin to open yourself up to feeling, <laughs> it absolutely fucking sucks. Because I've had a decade 
of i mean longer than a decade like let's be honest but let's just say actively like with things that really bring up my emotion i've had a decade of suppressing it i've had a decade of ignoring it of a decade of that cycle of anxiety and depression once you start to feel all that it's like a tidal wave of all the gunk that's been building up that part absolutely and utterly sucks okay i mean how could it not be like it's literally like i've been ignoring a room in my house that's gotten dirty over a decade and once i open it up obviously it's going to be disgustingly dirty right that's exactly what happens uh when you do open yourself up to this so what ends up happening is you go from emotionally constipated to an emotional whirlwind and the problem with that is now the 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 paralysis that happens isn't anymore from like the exhaustion of those loops and just pushing through everything it actually happens that the paralysis is there because how do i now navigate the emotions so that i can actually go and do stuff okay and this is where i found myself after um i began to realize this stuff i began to like recognize it for what it is that's also when my business began to implode and it's like i've spent all this time ignoring my feelings i'm finally feeling them everything sucks and my whole world is now breaking down (sighs) right like even just admitting that right now it's like this is cathartic um to actually do so for those of you that are listening to it in this capacity i appreciate you because ultimately i believe it is the leverage of things that are unaddressed that keep us back like the leverage is used against us it is through the release of that particular thing in my instance and whatever this is like semi-publicly then it doesn't have the leverage over me. That is why I'm doing this, right? Like they are just feelings. They are just stories. I am not here to be imprisoned by them anymore because at the end of the day, I am the one that created them. I'm the one that is experiencing them. There is nothing external that is actually causing any of that. So you have like stage one, which is that ultra masculine bit like you just push through you grind it out with your mind it's that kind of hustle culture that you know so much of the like emerging spiritual community is quote-unquote working against okay i spent almost 10 years going into that the last two ish years of that were like hardcore feeling being paralyzed by the feeling having that be one of the contributing factors along with like realizing you know i was going in the wrong direction in terms of what my soul actually wanted having that crash and burn you know something that i spent a decade um, building taking in everything that came along with that so from the worthiness aspects from being uh defined by what is in my bank account to all of the doubt and insecurities to then 
that opening me up to going into the awareness piece of like, okay, what are all of the patterns of like disbelief, distrust, I can't have what I want in life, going back to, you know, patterns from childhood, all of that absolutely also sucks. But the thing is that also doesn't get you to where you want to go. Being constantly in flow of realizing feelings doesn't actually move you forward. It's just a more healthy way to process what is present. But if you ignore the other piece, so like if you're fully in that, not necessarily emotional, sorry, not necessarily feminine flow, because I think that the feminine flow merges with the masculine, you actually go and you do stuff. Um, but just kind of being in that semi-passive or exploratory aspect where I'm just allowing the feelings to be also doesn't get you anywhere. And that kind of brings me to the the, the modern day, uh, modern day, the, the present piece for me is the ultimate takeaways from going through those experiences is the hustle and grind bit, the push, 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 push alone doesn't get you anywhere. The flow, feel, allow bit just alone, whoops, and if you're watching the video, see, <laughs> make mistakes and change them as I go. It's not alone, it's alone. So the flow, flow, flow alone also does not work uh, just in and of itself. It is the merging, it is the balance of the two that ultimately gets you to where you want to go. So 10K norm and everything that I'm doing with it right now um, why this program exists, why it is that you're listening to this, why all of these um, things is something I want to put out into the world is because I think having a bridge between those two with structure, with support, with navigation is the ultimate you know, manual that you get to write for yourself on how to be your own entrepreneur. Like my job with this whole project, my job with the 10K Norm program isn't to tell you how to define your own 10K Norm, isn't to give you the one and only tactic to stabilize 10K months. It is to give you the ultimate principles, the experience, the guidance, the light, okay, on where to look so you can define what it is to normalize 10k months for you so you can find and work through the best marketing tactics to stabilize that for you and ultimately to have a program to put this out into the universe to put it out into the space where the merging of those two the doing and thinking with the feeling in a structured way that that works is the ultimate path to you finding your own fulfillment in doing this okay because I, I i love coaching i live for coaches it is something that i've done even unknowingly when i was younger and i think the better coaches are and managing their own selves and self-regulating and not having to go through the bullshit that I've gone through and continue to go through 
that is the key to how we're going to move uh, forward on a much broader scale. So what I leave this episode with is as follows, right? Going back to ready is not a choice. Or sorry, ready is a choice. It's, it's not a feeling. Why am I doing this before I'm ready? Okay. This business, 10K Norm, at the time of this recording, is at zero. Or like at, at a very, like less than a thousand in its current state. I, by no traditional means, have the clout of building this business as it is because I haven't done it yet. Okay, but ready is a choice. I'm making the choice to actually go and be ready. And part of recording this episode is to publicly state the things that my mind is conjuring up that haters are going to bring back my way. Okay, because ultimately they're going to be reflections of my own internal world. Okay. And whatever way you believe that is the case, uh, through interpretation, through, you know, energetic resonance, through, you know, creating your own experience, irrelevant to me. Okay. I am not a 10K per month business yet, yet I'm going to be teaching people how to do it. I did it in a different business. I didn't do it in this one, but I'm creating this one with everything that I wish I had when I went about my initial journey, right? I'm creating this so that others don't have to grind their way to burnout only to learn that they were emotionally constipated and then have to live through the hell of not knowing how to navigate that. The more I can compress time for that to happen, I think the, the more I can be happy with leaving a mark on this world. However many people that it impacts, it, it, it is what it is. So I'm owning the emotions that are here. Doubt of which is one already shared. Some kind of like relief sadness uh, is also here. And there is an aspect of proudness. Uh, there is an aspect of success in creating this moment right now um because it's like regardless of how many people do or do not consume this i did it for me it's out there and regardless of who hates or doesn't i can just point to and be like i've already said this like there is nothing you can say that is ever going to be worse than, than what i've experienced um shining that same light on myself Okay. So that is why 10K norm actually exists. Okay. That is what its mission is. That is what I'm going to be doing with this. That is what I'm going to be put out, put out into this world because I do believe that it's needed. And for better or for worse, reality will tell me whether or not that is the case. All right. So, um, what I will be sharing as bonuses for this video and for this episode 
is basically if you go to 10knorm.com, you'll get prompts to really find and prompt your own truth. What are the fears right now? What are the emotions right now that have leverage over you? And what is the truth you're not admitting to yourself? That if you allowed yourself to admit would actually help you um, move forward. Okay, would actually help you not keep yourself down. If you go to uh, 10knorm.com, you can download the prompts for that and do them. There is an exercise in there as well that is going to prompt you to do your own equivalent of this episode. Okay, so this is a courage building exercise and you don't have to do it, you know, release it everywhere like I did. Um, but that's what I invite you to do. Go and download that. Go and share it. Go and face your own truth. Because as the saying goes, the truth will set you free. Um, but not because the truth inherently has that power. It is you owning that truth that allows you to release the prison that you created for yourself. Right? And one of the key components of 10K Norman program, what I'm doing is we are so powerful that we can create our own prisons and that that has certainly been true with me in my life that so much of my time has been spent knowing better but not being able to show better because I got so good at creating my own prisons. And this process of doing all of this is my path towards just realizing that I can walk up to the door, open it, and all the good shit I want is there. All right, so if you've gotten through this episode, thank you. I love you. I appreciate you. And uh, go and do your own truth release, okay? If you want the prompts for that, 10knorm.com. Otherwise, peace out, everybody.